Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So yesterday I got a call uh, during the, well, a text on a call. Precision does absolutely matter. I'm getting ready to do my radio show. Got my phone right here. So I'm always looking on the side. I like reading the chat here on the phone. So thanks everyone who joined here. We got Harry Hughes Johnson. I don't know if that's a relative of the McGroins or if that's a real name or what. Welcome. Uh, to the chat, but I, I'm doing the radio show and I get a text from a member of the Trump team, let's say. And uh, they said, Hey, listen, uh, the president wants to come on your show to talk about this dorm report. He wants to make his first comments on your radio show happened. If you were listening to the radio show, Joe, it happened at the radio show starts at about 1205 and 33 seconds yeah. to be exact. And you know, the deals like five minutes of intros and all the yeah. stuff and commercials and stuff like that set up. Yeah. And uh, I actually had to stop the show to do the text thing, which was, uh, which was weird. Cause people were like, what is he doing? I said, hold on folks. I'm texting. This is important. I want to tell you something about that coming up. And I got a ton of stuff today. AI frauds up on Capitol Hill, a uh, Julio Rosas from town hall, just filleting this major D bag Democrat up on Capitol Hill. It is, you got to see it. It's so good. Today's show brought to you by blackout coffee. Stop giving your money to garbage companies that hate your guts. Go with a coffee option this is my read. That aligns with your conservative values. Blackout Coffee. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. It tastes great too. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Check it out, folks. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show today. Loaded lineup, some Adam Schiff stuff, some more in the Durham Report, and a big major Secret Service failure. All right. Our first sponsor today is my buddies at Field of Greens. I love Field of Greens. I had a role in designing this stuff because I don't get to eat right all the time out traveling around. You're in a hotel, it's garbage food in a hotel. And you know what I don't like about garbage food, Joe? It's garbage. Oh. And if you eat garbage, you look like garbage. I like my fruits and vegetables. So I called up Brickhouse. I said to Miles, Miles, I need a favor, Daddy-O. Can you take some of the healthiest, wholesome, organic fruits and vegetables, grind them up, put them in a powder? He said, it's going to take a while, but I can do it. And he did it. And that's how we got Field of Greens. This is Wild Berry. He loves the lemon lime. It's absolutely delicious. I take Field of Greens twice a day. I just had some in green tea downstairs. Kid you not, tastes good. I love it. Listen, here's the best test for you, though. You're going to look better. You have more energy with good nutrition. Everybody knows that. But your best proof will be at your next checkup. When I bet your doctor says whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Look how many healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables are on the back. Look at that. Can you read that? That's how many are there. Let me get you started today with 15% off. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Feel the greens. I swear by it. Pick it up today. All right, Joseph. Let's go. It's Wonderful Wednesday. It, <laughs> was that a new thing? Wonderful Wednesday? Why not? Like Taco Tuesday? My wife does Taco Tuesday. All right. So on this Trump story, Joe's a radio guy. I get this text and sometimes... You know, you just got to interrupt the live radio show. So I just want to bring up this one point. And, and I want to, let me be clear before I start. So everybody in the chat, listen at home, listen on delay, whatever it may be. I do not make political endorsements based on how much I like a guy, period. Purposeful pregnant pause. I, I've said it over and over. You've heard it. I don't want to date these dudes. <laughs> I don't want to have coffee with them. I don't care. I'm married. I'm good. I don't care about your personality. 
You can say nice things about me all you want. If you're not a conservative and I don't think you're going to advance a conservative agenda, I'm not going to support you. That out of the way, I'm not going to smoke you up. Being able as a politician to understand the personal touch of politics is a gift. Anyone who tells you otherwise is entirely full of shit. I'm sorry. They just are. They're just full of it, man. They are full of it. Politics are personal, all of it. I've managed to put it aside because I have a responsibility to you to give you the best candidates. I say that because the fact Donald Trump saw that I supported him the other day. I know he did. Trust me, I know he did. And I got to say, it was a nice personal touch to give us a text during the show and say, you know what? You, you're going to get the first comments on this dorm stuff. It was in reverse. I didn't endorse anyone. There were no favors promised. Wouldn't matter anyway. I'm just telling you that you're ever going to run for office. Nobody has mastered the art of personal loyalty better than Trump. When I was in the hospital, I was about to get this massive cancerous lymphoma tumor removed from my neck. Listen, folks, I was scared, man. I'm not Mr. Tough Guy here. You know, I'm not going to play games with you. I was scared. The doctor had told me before that the vocal cords obviously are in the neck. There are important arteries and veins in the neck. There are nerves. It all comes through the neck to the brain. All of it is a choke point. The doctor was very clear that a lot of things could go wrong. And he wasn't sure he could get the tumor out. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to death going in there. First time I was scared in the surgery. You know who called me like 25 minutes before the surgery? Trump did. No one else. Not a single other politician, consultant, anyone. That stuff matters. They still have to do conservative stuff. I only endorse people I think can advance a conservative agenda. But anyone telling you that the personal part of politics doesn't matter is totally full of garbage, man. Trump gets it better than anyone. And I appreciate him coming on the show. We got a cut from that yesterday. I'm sorry. It was a little long-winded. He's like, all right, wrap it up. Let's get to the show. Folks, um, this happened up on Capitol Hill yesterday. Uh, Just a bit of a good note. So first, I want to show you the bad side. There's a guy up on Capitol Hill. He's a pee-pee hoaxer, a life loser, total zero, humiliating embarrassment to his family and neighbors, right? His name is Dan Goldman. Uh, guy's a total dipwad, right? He's up on, he's a new congressman. He bought his seat up on Capitol Hill like most Democrats, right? So he's up there yesterday, and there's a hearing going on about political violence, right? And Julio Rojas, who is an amazing guy, former Marine, I have no former Marine, shouldn't say that, Marine, there are no former Marines. Nice. Uh, he's up there. Yeah, no, Big Michelle was like, hey, sorry to, my, to the Marines out there. My sincere apologies. There's no such thing. Julio Rosas is a wonderful guy, a talented reporter, an amazing guy. I don't know, maybe because he's Hispanic, Dan Goldman doesn't like him. I don't know. I mean, they throw the racism charge around on everyone else. So Dan Goldman decides, because Julio Rosas has been reporting on Antifa, a domestic terrorism anti-First Amendment group, Dan Goldman decides in a major douchebag alert, Goldman decides he's going to go after Julio Rosas and defend Antifa, the people beating the shit out of people in cities and burning cities down. So here's here's Daniel Goldman, major D-bag alert first. Watch this guy. Check this out. Get us, uh, gaslight us up here as if Antifa, which Mr. Rosas, apparently the expert now in organized terrorist activity, has overruled the FBI director who says, there's a headline, says Antifa is an ideology, not an organization. No, no, no. 
Let's not listen to the FBI director. Let's listen to, sorry, what's your, your title? Senior writer at town hall who is going to tell us that the FBI director is wrong. And I'd like to yes. introduce, there's no question. Hmm. He had it right there. That's the anti-anti-communist theory, right? Mm -hmm. We're the anti-communists. The left are the anti-anti-communists. In other words, they're against anything we're for. So we don't like Antifa burning down cities and beating the hell out of people in the middle of the streets. They're a terror group. They're an anti-First Amendment domestic terrorist organization. Fact, fact, fact. Stop. Not open for debate, libs. Stop your whining and your peeing in your pants. That's a fact, okay? Thank you. Antifa's a terrorist organization. They are a fascist, anti-First Amendment group. So Goldman, of course, is for him because he's a pompous, elitist snob who uh, bought his seat because he's a life loser and had nothing else to do. Julio Rosas got the last laugh, however. Eli Crane, great congressman, said, you know what, Mr. Rosas, he's a Republican. I'm going to give you a chance to respond to this major D-bag, Dan Goldman. Uh, you have anything to say? And uh, Rosas had some words here for Goldman in response. And they are glorious. Check this out. I think it's funny to be to be lectured by an heir to the Levi Strauss uh, Corporation. And, and honestly, that's probably why he uh, doesn't consider property damage to be that big of a deal, because not only does he have that, but he also has uh, what some would describe an impossibly good stock portfolio. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's like you got hit with an axe in the side, right? And you're sitting there, oh, I got hit with an axe. And a guy comes up and goes, dude, I can fix that. And he takes a glob of like table salt and goes, here, this will do it. Oh, uh, right at the table. Like, oh, remember salt guns? If you used to get caught in a cemetery with your kids, they'd have salt guns. They hit with the salt. You ever get hit with a salt gun? Holy Moses, that hurt. That, that salt right in there. Julio Rosas, man, let me tell you something. You're my new, I think he's got a book out too. Go buy his book today. I don't even know what it's about. Honestly, I don't care. Just go buy Julio Rose's new book. His book could be about, here, someone made me this nice Dan Bongino show, knife, knife creation using deer antlers. Buy that book. That's probably fantastic. Buy the book. And thank you to the dude who sent this knife. I don't even remember. I'm very sorry. I have so many gizmos here. I only remember stuff from Guy. He made me this connection of rhinos and all this other stuff up here. I got stuff from everyone up here. But there's a serious point. You know, I rarely open up the show with here. It's not a comedy show here. The show, I mean, we, you know, we'll laugh together a lot and obviously use a lot of sarcasm, but the show's serious. Liberals are the anti-anti-communists. They want to bring about a dependent, poor, broken down, faltering America, and we're not going to let it happen. There is a point, however, to Dan Goldman's word games here. He's playing with Antifa. Antifa's not a group, he said, Goldman, this, this uh, ruthless uh, loser, degenerate hack, insulting Julio Rosas, Marine, a good and decent guy. He says, don't worry, it's an idea, which is fascinating because, fellas, walk me through the logic here. I, said, I didn't tell these guys where I was going to go with the show today because I want to get their reaction. So liberals showing you how phony and full of shit they are all the time. He's saying, uh, Dan Goldman, correct, right, guys, that Antifa, if it's an idea, because it's an idea that maybe people believe in and do bad things, that ideas aren't dangerous, people are, and this is just an idea. Is that right? Is that? It's just an idea. Does that make idea. sense, Justin? Because you, in turn, Justin, the logic, Joe, does the logic work? It's just an idea. 
Can't, oh, it's just that. Can't hurt anyone. <laughs> Jerry Nadler good. said the same thing. It's just thing. an idea. Right. Jerry Nadler said it too. Very yeah. good, Armacost. Good call. I should have brought Jim Verde. Cut that for the show. Jerry Nadler said that too. It's not dangerous, folks. It's just an idea, which is really freaking strange because Joe Biden was just at a black college last week saying that the most dangerous threat to America is what? No freaking way. An idea? No <laughs> shit. Did he say that? I don't know. Let's go to the tape. Check this out. To stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say wherever I go. He just said the most dangerous threat to America is an idea. So are ideas dangerous or not? What's I don't understand. Yeah, you you do you understand? You see how these people they lie to you about everything? These grotesque libs, this rotting bag of oatmeal, this human pile of waste. Joe Biden. That's the last thing. Listen, nobody's defending white supremacy. Of course, that's a problem. However, you just said that this idea is the most dangerous thing ever. And yet when we show you actual evidence of actual Antifa people in the ninja suits or whatever they're wearing, beating the crap out of people and burning down cities, you tell us, no, 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 it's no problem. It's just an idea. Yet that idea leads to cities burning down. And yet you're having a hard time finding this, this mass population of white supremacists around everyone's corner. You can't seem to find it. Kyle Serafin, FBI whistleblower, he did a huge segment on this on his podcast. And, on, and he was talking about it with me in a chat the other day. How the FBI is so desperate to meet Biden's agenda to go and find the white supremacist in, in, in next door to everybody's house. That they're recategorizing all these cases under like domestic terror, DT, the DT label. And yet when you look at the cases, there's only a sliver of them that actually meet the real criteria. Here, it gets even better. So again, Antifa's an idea, Goldman said, because he's a loser and a life zero, right? And ideas are no problem at all. Big zeros. Don't worry, right? This is strange because the CNBC reporter interviewing Elon Musk the other day. He says the same thing. Elon Musk makes a valid criticism about George Soros, who has injected himself into American politics for the worse by destroying liberal cities with liberal soft on crime prosecutors who let people roam the streets to prey on you. This man is destroying the country. And yet this is really weird. You even mention the fact that factually George Soros is involved in getting soft on crime DAs in major cities where they then run the place into the ground. And all of a sudden, Joe, an idea, I thought ideas weren't dangerous. An idea pops up in their head. What's the idea? You're definitely an anti-Semite. I thought ideas were no problem. No. What's the deal? Here, listen to yourself. Check this out. You said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates humanity. Like when you do something like that, do you yeah, think, I think about- that's true? That's my opinion. OK, but why share it? Why share it? Especially. Be- I mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Um, 
why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanted. absolutely are. But I'm trying to understand why you do, because you have to know it's got a there. It, it puts you in a in the middle of a the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a, a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I. You know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely not. I'm, okay. I'm like I'm like a pro-Semite, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> I I believe that probably is the case. Yes. But why would you even introduce the idea of that? That that would be the, the case. I, I mean, listen, we, we don't want to make this a, a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I don't. So, I don't want it at uh, all. But I'm. What I'm trying even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. So folks, what is it? Are ideas a potential problem or not? Now, Lifer G in the chat says, bad ideas can be a problem and are a problem. Yes, you are correct. I absolutely agree. The idea of white supremacy is a problem and a cancerous one. So is the idea of anti-Semitism and racism. Absolutely. But unlike the liberal media like this idiot, falsely and maliciously attributing Elon's comments to anti-Semitism when he knows they're not true, he even said it. I don't believe, so why'd you say it then? Because you're a loser, that's why. Unlike them, I'm actually consistent in principle. And that's how we should respond every time to the Antifa's an idea. Someone says to you, oh, Antifa's just an idea. Yeah, manifested in people who then go use that idea to burn down cities. You know what else is an idea? White supremacy. You guys are always telling us how dangerous that is. And we'll link arms on that. But you just said ideas aren't dangerous. Is white supremacy dangerous? Yes or no? Yes or no, dickwad? Yes or no? Is it dangerous or not? Oh, yes, it is. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So ideas can be dangerous, just like Antifa. You see how all of a sudden, when you figure out how to debate, liberals cringe. That's why I love to have them on my show. Because they're so freaking stupid. The minute you get them in a corner, I never lost the debate ever, ever on unfiltered with a liberal. They come in there with their PhDs and their degrees and all this stuff, and they get smoked, smoked like a cigar every single time because they're idiots. Idiots. And Cliff has an idea. Yeah, so is Nazism. So is fascism. So is communism. It manifests itself through people acting on those ideas, like Antifa. What second? Oh, you missed that? Yeah, I miss it too. We should do that on this show. He wants to bring the debate segment here. What do you think? Yeah, where's Jose Aristamuno? Reach out to him. See if he, well, he was always a good sport. Yeah, you think we should bring the unfiltered rebuttal back? Some people say no. Some people hated that. I don't know. Let's hear it in the, in the chat. All right. I take a quick break, and then I want to get to this on the other side. The folks, the, this is all about the language wars and the battle of ideas. The media helps control the language. I want to show you what's going on, how we are dealing with tyrants right now. I got some video of Adam Schiff, and I got a donkey of the day. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do a donkey of the day after this Durham report because I'm not going to let these people get off the hook, all right? Contingency medical. I get a ton of questions about this. A lot of people out there want to be prepared for an emergency, and they say, hey, what would I do to get life-saving medications if there was an emergency? Well, the answer is nothing. You'd be dead. That's why I get them now and go with contingency medical. They ensure you have medicines when the unexpected happens with three different emergency antibiotic packs, each one prescribed by licensed physicians and dispensed by certified pharmacies. 
These packs are a must for anyone who travels, spends time outdoors, or wants to be prepared in the event of an emergency with a supply of antibiotics at home. Folks, I have mine right in my safe right there. Each contingency medical pack provides access to the prescribing physician for advisement on safe and effective use of the medicine, along with an antibiotic guide. Their packs treat symptoms like nausea, diarrhea, motion sickness, covers treatment for 10 common infections like respiratory infections, ear infections, strep, and more. Get prepared. Go to contingencymedical.com slash Bongino. Enter the promo code Bongino today for $20 off your pack. That's $20 off any pack. Here's the website, contingencymedical.com slash Bongino, contingencymedical.com slash Bongino, or promo code Bongino. Contingency Medical and its products are not intended to substitute for professional medical treatment or advice. Consult with your healthcare provider. Thanks, Contingency Medical. I get a ton of questions on it. Great product. I want you to understand, as Guy said before, which is perfect for the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with anti-anti-communists here. We are the anti-communists. We hate tyrants, okay? In order to, de- to destroy us, the left will do, the, they, they are against whatever we're for because they are the anti-anti-communists. That's not my theory. That's what David Horowitz calls it, who's a great thinker, right? They are the, Biden just came out and gave a speech, by the way, said he will not accept work requirements for Medicaid. You believe this? We're $30 trillion in debt. The rotting, disgusting bag of oatmeal in the White House is like, no, no, no. We're going to give people free benefits from the government and you don't have to work. And I'm going to draw a line in the sand and go bankrupt over that. This is how disgusting this guy is. Human garbage in the White House. Here's another piece of human garbage, Adam Schiff. We're dealing with commies. So they understand now, likely for the next 10 years plus, they're going to be iced out at the Supreme Court, which has a 5-4 conservative majority. It's not 6-3. Roberts is not a conservative. I get it. You don't have to email me. It's 5-4. Roberts is at best a swing vote, sometimes a liberal. Okay? But 5-4 is pretty consistent. The left understands they're iced out at the Supreme Court now for possibly a decade. So, you know, elections have consequences. We elected Trump. He appointed those people. But the election doesn't have consequences for the left. If you don't get what you want, just overthrow the system, burn it to the freaking ground. Here's Adam Schiff, PP hoaxer, disgusting human waste pile again, guy who lied to you for four years about a fake Russia collusion hoax that wasn't a shred of evidence for. Here's Adam Schiff now calling to disrupt, disband, and pack the Supreme Court like any good mob boss would do. Check this idiot out. It is absolutely clear that the Supreme Court is in desperate need of reform. The Supreme Court was packed by Mitch McConnell, plain and simple. McCall refused to appoint an Obama nominee or even give that hearing, give that nominee a hearing uh, and a vote on confirmation under the guise that it was too close to an election. And then what did he and Senate Republicans do while Americans were literally voting for Joe Biden? He jammed through a Republican nominee. Now we must unpack and unstack the Supreme Court. Folks, understand. I want you to uh, 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 tattoo this on your brain, okay? Commit this to memory, please. There's this thing the left is engaged in. Call it the 30-front war, the 50-front war. Number doesn't matter. Multiple fronts. The left attacks on every single front. The leftist never gives up. The leftist goes everywhere. If they can't corrupt business, they go to the courts. If they can't corrupt the courts, they go to the bureaucracy in the deep state. If they can't corrupt the deep state, they go to local DAs. If they can't corrupt local DAs, they go to the local secretaries of state and election managers. The left never stops. I need you to understand this. You know, I I had James Lindsay on the other day, and I think what everyone agrees, if you heard the interview on my radio show, is one of the best interviews you will ever hear in your life about the long-term longitudinal battle against the left. It's going to be on my podcast channel next weekend. 
It is worth your time. And I asked him a question. I want you all to listen, please. I said, you know, James, there are a lot of people out there. They, you know, they, they, they want to give up. They think that this fight, you know, that we won it after the fall of the Soviet empire and they can't believe communism and socialism keeps coming back. And his answer was really shocking. You know what he said, Joe? He's like, why can't you believe that? He goes, these stories about collectivism and tyrannical power are present as early as the earliest writings or even in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Why would you think his take was, which was a good one, Joe, and you think your generation's not going to have to fight him? No, no, just every other generation. I'm sorry, folks. The good news is you're warriors. The bad news is warriors are always tested. You're being tested now. The people you're dealing with are tyrants. So what do I do? You do what good people do. You volunteer for campaigns. You get active out there. You show up at the streets. You show up at school boards. You don't have to be at every meeting. I'm, folks, I live in a small, small town in Stewart. Gee, can you attest this, this part of town small? Small. There's probably less than 300 households that vote. They thought they were going to push a tax hike through it, no problem. I said, that's not going to happen. Showed up, ginned up the whole town. Didn't happen, folks. Oh, what do you mean? You could have paid taxes. That's not the point. Of course I could have. It was, in, it was totally incidental to my income. It's not the point. The point is all politics are local, and I'm not going to be a fraud. This is your fight, man. This is who you're fighting. This slimeball, rotting, disgusting piece of human garbage shift. Here's our donkey of the day on the Durham Report. I'm not done with that. Here's Eric Swalwell. Remember this? Here he was on, I think, CNN here, telling everyone he had evidence of collusion, too. Amazing how all these people had evidence, and yet John Durham had a $6 million investigation with all the government's assets and found how much evidence? Zero evidence of Russia collusion. Check this idiot out. In our investigation, we saw strong evidence of collusion. The Republicans now are choosing to bury it. I don't know what you call it when the Russians make multiple approaches to members of the Trump family, the Trump organization, the Trump campaign, to offer and preview dirt on Hillary Clinton, where the candidate stands in front of a public crowd and says, Russia, you'll be rewarded if you hack her deleted emails. And then once Russia does it, the campaign doesn't report to law enforcement its prior contacts with Russia. They actually amplify through social media, the candidate's own words, what Russia hacked. I I think that is... Uh, it, that's clear collusion, but there's also evidence that the public has not yet seen that we think if we release our transcripts, they would also find us. Are you gonna- I know what you call it. Bullshit. Yeah, yes. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. He keeps saying everyone keeps saying they have this hidden evidence and it's the weirdest thing. Nobody yeah. can find this evidence. Not Mueller, not the IG, not uh, John Durham. Nobody can find evidence of collusion, but Swalwell, huh. the Bino guy. <laughs> Nobody can find this evidence but him and Schiff. It's out there. It's a, are you ever going to release it? Are you ever going to release the mysterious evidence you claim to have? The only Russians approaching a campaign were approaching Hillary Clinton with BS information about a PP tape. You, My man. By the way, thank you to the chat, as Justin pointed out, for correcting me. I, you know, I screw up too. It is TNN. The Trump News Network now. He officially <laughs> owns it at this point. Good call. I had to correct the president on that yesterday, which I, he got a good laugh at it. I got a nice text about that. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Here's another one. Watch our former CIA director. Again, a total life loser, a disgrace to his family and neighbors and anyone who knows him. A guy who I hope honest history will write about as a cautionary tale about what not to do when you get into government. A guy I hope will be taught in spy schools 
how to never be an effective intelligence agent. Here is the hapless life loser, John Brennan, again in front of a congressional committee where I'm sure he swore in, swearing again that there's evidence of collusion out there. Check it out. Was there intelligence that said that the Trump campaign was colluding with Moscow during their campaign? There was assist? intelligence that the Russian intelligence services were actively involved in this effort. And having been involved in many counterintelligence cases in the past, I know what the Russians try to do. They try to suborn individuals and they try to get individuals, including U.S. persons, to act on their behalf, either wittingly or unwittingly. And I was uh, worried by a number of the contacts that the Russians had with U.S. persons. And so therefore, by the time I left office on January 20th, I had unresolved questions in my mind as to whether or not the Russians had been successful in getting U.S. persons involved in the campaign or not to work on their behalf Again, either in a witting or unwitting fashion. And so, therefore, I felt as though the FBI investigation was uh, certainly uh, well-founded and needed. This is hilarious. This is, again, piece of human waste. Because he knows the whole time the only Russians approaching the campaign were approaching Hillary's campaign with disinformation about Trump. Even CBS had to report the truth on this, by the way. CBS, imagine how embarrassing for them to have to report the truth. I spoke to Trump about it, too. I got a quick snippet of my interview with him yesterday and Corinne Jean-Pierre ducking and running out of the room. And the worst headline from the New York Times of all of them is, you again, expect no apologies. I got that and a lot more. And a Secret Service story that really caught my eye. First, uh, Innovation Refunds. You've seen the CEO of Innovation Refunds at GetRefunds.com on TV. Explaining how it helps small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. They've completed over 17,000 returns for lots of different kinds of businesses, just like yours including over $700 million for construction companies and over $200 million in restaurants, bars, and hotels. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews and are certified with the Better Business Bureau. In around eight minutes, you can easily start the process on GetRefunds.com, and you could be on your way to receiving up to $26,000 per employee. The ERC tax credit's a refund of your already paid taxes. It's not a loan. It's designed to let the business owner direct the refund money into anything the business needs to grow. That's money you can use to improve your business however you see fit. Go to GetRefunds.com to start the process. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. And they may be able to help your business too. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. That's GetRefunds.com. Thanks, GetRefunds.com. So you just heard Brennan Swalwell shift the other day talking about how they had all this evidence collusion, obviously false now. Now that the Durham report is out, even mainstream outlets are being forced to backtrack. How humiliating must this be for CBS? They hired Catherine Herridge, who candidly, I remember from Fox, she's a very kind of down-the-road reporter. I don't know her politics, and I think that's probably a compliment. CBS hired her. Honestly, I don't know why CBS isn't interested in journalism like Herridge does. Catherine Herridge did this piece on CBS yesterday. This must have been humiliating to admit they never had anything ever. The whole thing's just made up. Take a look. After nearly four years of investigation, special counsel John Durham found the FBI lacked actual evidence to investigate then-candidate Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. Durham said the bureau was too reliant on investigative leads provided or funded by Trump's political opponents. The report did not reveal major new findings, but it repeated prior criticism from Trump. There was no collusion at all. The FBI expanded its original probe known as Crossfire Hurricane based partly on information from Christopher Steele. 
Steele, a former British spy, put together a research dossier alleging possible misconduct between then-candidate Trump and Russia. Durham found investigators did not and could not corroborate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting. Can you imagine the, uh, the, the heart attacks going on in the control room at CBS as they're forced to put that on their airwaves? That all of this crap they've been reporting for the last five years about Trump cutting a deal to steal the election with Putin, that it all went down in flames and everything they said was a lie? Can you imagine it? So as I said to you before, I'm always appreciative of Donald Trump remembering his friends. It's not a reason to endorse anyone, but it is a reason to respect someone. I know this guy a little different. And he called in my radio show yesterday, last minute, and he wanted to give some comments on it. And the only question I could think to ask him that was super important was, sorry, getting a call right now, is what are you going to do when you get into office to clean house? Because folks, nothing is going to be fixed unless we empty out and change the culture of these organizations that are absolutely broken right now. Here was his answer. Check this out. Uh, we're hoping you're going to be uh, the next president of the United States. Now that you've experienced the FBI interfering in multiple elections, uh, this is indisputable at this point. Uh, can we get a promise from you for a house cleaning? Uh, the minute we get in office, don't wait. Don't no, no, We don't need the first hundred days, just the first hundred minutes. We need everybody gone who cannot pledge allegiance to the Constitution and pledges allegiance to the Democrat Party first. Well, after looking at the report and after seeing, and don't forget, I did a house fire. I fired a lot of people, but the deep yeah. state goes deep. Hey, firing yeah. Comey was not, you know, that was, and I fired him very early. You know, a lot of people said, why did you wait so long? He was fired very, very early. And right. uh, it was a great firing. I'm telling you, uh, yeah. they were looking to do real bad. This was, this was a coup that they were looking at. These are sick people. So, uh, yeah, the only a fool would not do that. You have to do it deep. Not only there, you have to do it in a lot of other locations. I have no reason and nor should you to disbelieve what he's saying. He's not kidding. There were a lot of people who told him if you fire Jim Comey, it's going to cause a big shitstorm. That's what's going to happen. It's going to cause a mess. And he did it anyway. That's when he had the potential to run for reelection. He wins next time. Why would you believe he wouldn't take it to the next level and start going down to the AD, assistant director, DAD level and getting rid of these SES employees who have obviously destroyed the FBI? There's no reason not to believe him. None. They asked Kareem Jean-Pierre about it yesterday and producer Jim on the radio show called it the absolute worst press secretary. Anybody, any changes in the vote? Justin, you, you get a vote here too. You familiar with this? Worst press secretary in the history of the United States. Absolutely. Anyone? And no one's changing? Sucks. Kareem Jean-Pierre, absolutely incompetent. Totally, completely incompetent. We got a couple more KJP things. She's asked about this yesterday. Every single time she's asked a question. Biden was briefed about the scam to take down Trump in 2016. Uh, I'm going to refer that to the Justice Department here. Take a look at this. This is pathetic. What is the White House reaction to Special Counsel Durham's report on how the FBI handled the Trump-Russia probe? I would leave it to the Department of Justice to so speak to. The President to. talks often about how he wants the DOJ and FBI to remain independent and um, you know, above the fray. That report seems to reflect the opposite. Is Does he agree with 
uh, special counsel Durham that there needs to be wholesale changes at the FBI? Okay, yeah, that is uh, with the Department of Justice. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. As you just stated in your question, we believe in an independent uh, de Department of Justice. That's what the president said when he was running, and that's what he, the president has said the last two years. Thank you so much. This is hilarious. She weighs in on every single political topic extraneous to the functioning of the daily White House. But the minute it's a controversial topic, oh, I'm going to refer you to the Pentagon. I'm going to refer you to DHS. I'm going to refer you to the Border Patrol. I'm going to refer you to the DOJ. The woman's pathetic. She is so uniquely awful at the job. I've never seen anyone worse. The only people worse are the New York Times. Look at this tweet. This is hilarious. You want to talk about a clown show? The New York Times, which won a Pulitzer for a freaking hoax. For a hoax, fellas and ladies out there. They reported a hoax. Do you understand this? They reported a hoax. They did an expose for six years about the legendary killing exploits of Michael Myers, only to realize it was a freaking movie. It's not real. Did anybody go, holy shit, there's really no Michael Myers? Did anybody at the New York Times figure this out? No. Here they are again today, yesterday. John Durham's report on the FBI investigation of the Trump, which produced no startling revelation. <laughs> produced no startling revelations. The FBI started a whole case with no evidence. Not startling, folks. Is being viewed by some conservatives, Republicans pounce here, as lending credence to their conspiracy theories about the U.S. agency. What, the conspiracy theory that the FBI investigated Trump with no evidence of Russian collusion that was affirmed in a report? This is the New York Times. You, again, I said to you, did I not call it? Did I not call it? Listen, I know, I get it, I get it. Aunt Jane, God rest your soul, self-praise stinks. Totally get it. Did I not say it, Armacost? There will be no apologies. Yeah. There will be no, you're dealing with scumbags. You're dealing with tier one level commies. Pravda. This is what you're dealing with. You expected an apology? The New York Times knows they got wrecked yesterday. Apologize? Hell no. Double right on down, baby. Right on down. You didn't see, he missed it, Joe. He didn't get the Republicans' pounds. This is actually conservatives lending credence, which is a euphemism for Republicans' pounds. Republicans leap, pounce. Now we can add lend credence. It was out, come on, there's always a Republicans' pounce in there somewhere. Yeah, you did miss it. I'm a little embarrassed. You're usually good at this. You usually get it before I do. All right, I want to get to the story next because it involves, uh, it's an interesting story. I think you'll find it interesting. It kind of slipped under the radar. I saw it on a few cable news channels yesterday. But uh, regardless of my personal feelings about their politics, if you're going to work in government uh, and you are entitled to a protective detail, whether diplomatic security service, Capitol Police, Secret Service, FBI, or others, they all have security details. The FBI protects the attorney general. Uh, you should do your job well. And uh, I, I mean that because I lived it. You know, I was on Barack Obama's protective detail. Guy is the second worst president in the history of the United States. But we had a job to do. And the job wasn't done. There's a weird story at a Jake Sullivan's house. Some guy just slipped in. I'll get to that in a second. Fox News has a story. It's, uh, it's, and the Washington Post had it too. Our last sponsor first. We appreciate your patience. MD Hearing Aids. As we get older, many of us start to experience hearing loss. That was the case for my father until he discovered, through me, I might add, MD Hearing Aids. He's not only hearing better, but he's interacting like his, own self, his old self. He loves him. These FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aids cost about 90% less than the competition. Plus, they recently cut the price in half. You can now get MD hearing aids for just $300 a pair with rechargeable batteries that last up to 30 hours. 
They're tiny and they fit in ears so well, no one knows you're wearing them. MD Hearing has sold over a million hearing aids with a 45-day risk-free try. People love them. Buy with confidence. While other prices are on the rise, MD Hearing is coming down. So if you want MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever, go to mdhearing.com and use promo code PATRIOT to get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case of $100 value just for listeners of this show. So head to mdhearing.com and use our promo code PATRIOT and get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. mdhearing.com, promo code PATRIOT. Check them out. Dad loves it. Pop Dukes, good man. Listens to the radio show and the podcast. He's one of our P1s. Saw this story at Fox. So at 3 a.m. in the morning, apparently in April last month, Jake Sullivan, our national security advisor, who has a Secret Service detail, uh, the National Security Advisor has one, the Treasury Secretary. They have full-time, 24-hour Secret Service details. The Secret Service, we have these two different kind of details. You have these portal-to-portal details. We'll pick you up at the door, get you to where you need to go, and then when you're, you know, quote, in for the night, they leave. That's not Sullivan. Sullivan has a 24-hour detail. So it was 3 a.m. at night, and apparently, as you can see, you want to read the story, it's in the newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Intruders slipped into the home of NSA Jake Sullivan undetected. Uh, Listen, I love, I love, love, love my peeps in the Secret Service. The finest men I've ever won. You know the 80-20 rule? A lot of places you go, 20% of the people do 80% of work, right, Joe? The Secret Uh, Service is the opposite. It really, I mean, I've never been in an organization where 80% of the guys are really fantastic. You trust them with your kids, your car, and your family, right? They had the reverse 80-20 rule. I'm serious. 80% of the guys were just amazing. The culture there was amazing. I'm not kissing her ass. I'm not there anymore. They don't pay me for this stuff. I wouldn't be reporting on this story if that were the case, right? But folks, this is a major F up, man. I mean, let's just be honest. You can't, so apparently the story is They're out, I guess, in front of this house he has in Washington, D.C. And they get like a knock, I guess, on their security room or the car they were in, whatever it was. And it's Jake Sullivan. Now, Joe, that's never a good sign at 3 a.m., right? (laughs) You're on a security detail. You hear, you're like, oh, what? Hello? He's like, "Uh, dudes? Yeah, there was just a guy in my house. Like at 3 a.m., apparently it was a guy who was just lost and walked in through an unopened door. Hey, I've been there. And I'm just going to tell you, at 3 o'clock in the morning, these small details, small details equal tired eyes, man. When you're on a bigger detail like the president's detail, the way it works is you rotate around these posts. So you're always moving. So even if you're on a midnight and it's 3 a.m., you're going to want to fall asleep. It's 3 a.m. Why? Because of this thing, Joe. It's called biology. However, you're moving around. The lights are going. You're switching posts. You're just up. I mean, you've worked midnights at the White House. We call it, like, you know, you know, ring around the East Wing. You're always moving. These small details where there's only, you know, X number of guys, I'm not going to give away anything. There's not enough people for that. So you're sitting in the same spot. It's dark. And next thing you know, it's like. Very circadian. And you just, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. But you can't let it happen, man. I mean, this is literally like that you had one job meme. My guess to wrap this up before I get to the next story is uh, heads heads are going to roll on this. I mean, it's it's possible someone might lose their job. Ooh, I can tell you this. It, I, I'm not 
great friends with the new director. I don't, I, I don't know the new director, but they take this stuff really seriously. All right, moving on. Just want to throw that in there because that just caught me. This AI, um, I think it's probably going to destroy the world. <laughs> it's kind of a great, nice way to throw that in there, right? Delivered like a bunt. I mean it. I am so deeply concerned about AI right now that I think it's possibly the largest threat, the, the, the largest probability of human extinction right now is either a virus or it's AI. I'm convinced because I, I'm just thinking through the practical. Forget about the AI and I hear all those other, they're going to terminators and there's going to be like bots. And I, I'm, they don't, AI doesn't need to do that. Why does AI need to co-opt the capital machinery stock of the United States to build a bunch of killer robots? Think about it, Joe. We already have killer robots. We have a bunch of nuclear silos yeah. that are operated online. A lot of these nuclear silos and all these stuff, they're, they're surely connected to the grid in some way, shape, or form. Nuclear plants you could get to shut down. If AI wanted to wipe out humanity and somehow got sentient, it doesn't need an army of killer robots. Now, here's where I start to get really freaking nervous. Here's the CEO, Sam Altman of OpenAI, up on Capitol Hill, and he's like, yeah, you know, AI could be really good. It's going to cost people jobs. But we'll figure out other things to do, which I agree with, by the way. Everybody, forget about the jobs. We'll figure, we always figure out other things to do. Don't worry about that. I'll get to that in a second. But listen to how he leaves this. This is the CEO of the company. Well, could be really bad, too, in the end. Really? Check this out. We have tried to be very clear about the magnitude of the risks here. Um, I, I think jobs and employment and what we're all going to do with our time really matters. I agree that when we get to very powerful systems, the landscape will change. I think I'm just more optimistic that we are incredibly creative and we find new things to do with better tools and that will keep happening. Um, my worst fears are that we cause significant, we, the field, the technology, the industry cause significant harm to the world. Uh, I think that could happen in a lot of different ways. It's why we started the company. Um, it's a big part of why I'm here today uh, and why we've been here in the past and we've been able to spend some time with you. I think if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. Uh, and we want to be vocal about that. We want to work with the government to prevent that from happening. But we, we try to be very clear-eyed about what the downside case is and the work that we have to do to mitigate that. Listen, let me just say first, I respect the guy for going up on the hill and being honest. However, I want you to just analogize this to, I mean, literally any other product. Imagine going and buying like a new phone, right? You go to get a new phone. I got my phone right here. And you go, hey, is this a good phone? Terrific phone. It's really fantastic. However, when it's not fantastic, it could probably kill you. You'd be like, what the? I don't want that phone. Hey, how about that pen? How's this pen? It pen oh, it writes beautifully. It, writes Here's a, it could explode in your hand at any minute. If this was any other product on planet Earth, you'd be like, wait, maybe we should clean that up first. Folks, you don't have to go to dramatic scenario. Here's the, th oh, gosh, am I getting too deep in a rabbit hole here? As a former risk analyst guy myself, who was paid by the government to figure out risk, you don't need to go to the highest end thing. Hey, protect the president at the airport here. He's landed at the airport. Here's you're the airport guy. You don't start thinking to yourself, okay, uh, how do I protect against an alien invasion? Could it happen? Yes. There's a one in a trillion chance aliens could invade and kill the president on that day. However, there's probably a one in 10,000 chance that an airplane could slip in and actually collide with Air Force One if you don't control the airspace. 
So I'm going to go, Joe, with the one in 10,000 risk before I worry about the one in a trillion risk, okay? Yeah. The thing with AI I find people get lost in, again, Occam's razor, folks. Oh my gosh, they're going to build an army of bots. They don't need to build an army of bots. They just need to co-opt the nuclear systems and launch some nukes or pump chlorine in the water in excessive amounts throughout the United States and we're all dead. Oh, that can't happen. Oh, I assure you, it can happen. Stuff freaks me out. I'm not worried about the jobs thing. People are going to figure out other things to do. They always do. Remember, oh my gosh, cars are going to put the horse riders out of business and the horses, whatever. People figure it out. You know what happened? We hired mechanics to fix the cars who probably used to, you know, ride horses somewhere. AI, man, it's a huge threat. And I don't think people have really grasped what's going on. These are the insiders telling you this. If that was any other product, that would have been a different interview. All right, I got a couple more things I want to get to for the end of the show. Folks, uh, there is a war going on for your kids right now. It is as serious as a heart attack. The communists out there and the socialists out there for eons have been eager to separate the kids from the parents. There's a reason. The parents are a source of values. Values are what? Values are conflict for communists who want your only values to come from government. I need you to understand that. That's why communists hate the church and they hate the family. It's a source of competition for government, period. Communists have always looked to get the kids. If you don't have the kids, you don't have communism. I'll say it again. If you don't have the kids, you don't have communism. Folks, these transgender LGBTQIA, BIOPC, 2 plus 1 spirit activists, most of them don't care about sexuality. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. They care about dividing the kids. And they care about using useful idiots to do it. I want you to watch this clip. This is one of the most damning clips you're ever going to see. It's a teacher on CNN basically admitting that when your kids go to public school, we consider them our kids. They're not your kids anymore. You don't have any rights. Check this out. Let's let our viewers listen to what that parent said um, that complained about you doing this in, in a recent school board meeting. Here it is. It is not a teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child. Religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, any of the above. But allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door. And please hear me. They assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. We had played that for the viewers in the introduction, but I just want to give you a chance to respond. Yeah, so that's what she's missing and what these parents are missing is they're not in the school system. That that just shows me that she's ignorant and has not come and volunteered at all. Because are these conversations, these doors, they're open. These students have one to one devices. The amount of things that they're able to pull up that we have to shut down. They, they, these conversations, these doors that she's talking about, that's telling me I'm stripping her rights as a parent, those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system because there are students talking about these things. It's where they get 90% of their socialization for the day. And we can't shut down every conversation every child has. You know, I, I really love it when they say the quiet part or not so quiet part out loud. They're not your kids. They're our kids. Folks, I'm not suggesting to you, I don't know this woman, that she's a communist. I don't know her. I'm suggesting to you, I don't know, could be, could not be. I'm suggesting to you that communists throughout history have used people like this woman to divide kids from parents. They call them useful idiots. Here's one who's probably doing it deliberately, although she is kind of dumb too. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, not by accident, by the way, echoing the exact same sentiment 
They're our kids. I remember Hillary Clinton. It takes a village. Here, take a listen. There are more than 600 pieces of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation out there. A few hundred of them are anti-trans community. And that matters because we have to call that out. And we've never seen this level. It's historic in the number of pieces of legislation. And I've met a lot of parents of trans kids in the past couple of months who have told me this, these devastating stories, whether they're in Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they are, saying how they now have to seriously consider leaving their state to protect their child. And that's something that we have to call out and continue to be very clear about, that these are kids. These are our kids. They belong to all of us. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't belong to all of us. My kids do not belong to you. I love you in the audience, and I'm sure the feeling is mutual or else you wouldn't be here. Your kids are not mine. My kids are not yours. And my kids sure as shit ain't Kareem Jean-Pierre's. They are not your kids. They are my kids. Don't ever forget it. It's another one of those things to tattoo on your cerebral cortex. You cannot have communism without the kids. They need to divide you from your value system, from your parents and your God, so that your values come from government. If they can use sexuality and confusion to do it, they will do it. But they believe this. This is what we're dealing with, folks. This fight's been going on since biblical times. You're not going to get a pass and no one else. Gives meaning to your life fighting pure, unadulterated evil. And you're listening to it right now. All right, a little bit of a salty show today. So I know some of you don't like that. Some of you do. But listen, man, that's me sometimes. I'm in a, I'm in a mood today fighting these people every morning and waking up. And it gets under my skin sometimes. This is a rough crowd we're dealing with. But we're rougher. We're warriors, man. And warriors need a good fight. Relish this. It'll be a resume when you get in front of the, curly, uh, the, the pearly gates up there. Here's what I did. Got to fight back. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Join us every day, rumble.com slash Bongino at 11 a.m. Eastern time for the live chat. We love seeing you there. Also, click that follow button while you're on Rumble. We're almost at 3 million subscribers. It's free. Follow us on Apple and Spotify as well. We would really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.